This is Dan here from RuneSilk, and I'm joined by one other, and that's none other than Damo for show, and this is the Beard Mouth Podcast. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. Good morning, podcast listeners. Good morning, YouTube viewers. It is the Beard Mail Podcast with me, Damo for show, and him. It's the Beard Mail Podcast with me, Dan from Rune Silk, and one other, and that's none other than Damo for show. Hello, everybody. Good morning. It is if you're watching fresh, if you're new, and if you get there right when it's launched, it's probably going to be a Wednesday morning, about seven or seven thirty. We try to make sure the podcast is released in time for Lewis to, to have a little listen before he gets to work. Um, so, welcome. I hope you're having a good hump day so far. Um, if you're watching back on another day, another time, it doesn't matter. These are timeless episodes, and today's episode, let's get the hooking down, is going to be all about. <laughs> Oxford Beard Festival. The Oxford Beard Festival. That's right, Dan. We're talking about more. It's a it's a beard competition, but it's called a beard festival, right? Which is which is pretty cool. It was an amazing event. It's held every year. Um, hopefully, hopefully they'll be doing it every year now. Um, it was the tenth one they've ever done, but obviously because of COVID, they had a little bit of a wobble. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's the Oxford Beard Festival held in Oxford uh, every year. It was an absolute banger. Uh, how did you enjoy yourself, Dan? Yeah, it was really good fun. Actually, yeah, I had a massive, massively good time. Um, but before we answer any more questions, those of you who are listening, please do go check out the YouTube version of this because my eyes, the reflection of my screen on my sunglasses, makes me look like I've got Bose Selector comical eyes. So it's worth just tuning in just to have a look at these really weird perspective eyeballs that I've got behind my glasses. It's really quite weird. Anyway, uh, you know, it's great. It was a really good time, actually. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. The venue was, um, was phenomenal, really stunning. Um, again, always a pleasure just to see bearded folk in one venue together, just having a wicked time. Um, I think that's probably one of my favourite parts of any of these beard competitions, really, is just catching up with people that you tend to see in a digital world or digital space, be it Facebook, Instagram or whatever, finally getting in a room, having a hug, sharing a drink and um, and, and also just meeting new people as well. You could have had your own drink, Dan. You didn't have to share one, mate. Um, Mate, it's a recession coming. <laughs> We've already covered that one. So let's let, let's tell people. Let's imagine they've never been to a beard competition ever, and also let's imagine the audience listening. Some of them may have been there. Um, I know some people. It was their first ever beard competition, and they had an absolute banger and a whale of a time. Um, I don't know if you recall. Uh, we had Ian Morris bowled with bars. He was on our mm. um, Tash, on our Tashioed uh, chaps. One and and uh, and well, actually, all three of the gents we had on the Beard Mail podcast talking about tashes, they were all there at this competition. But it was Ian's first competition, and I know he had an absolute belter of a time, and he's still going on about it now, still going on about it now. But let's set the scene for how the build up happens because before we even get to the venue and talk about the venue, um, talk about your experience of it because obviously I played a, a role on the day and you played a role on the day. Um, had, had you been to the Oxford before? Was that your first? No, first time, first time I've okay, been to so your Oxford. first Oxford as well. So, um, tell me your experience in the lead up to it, and sort of getting there before the day unfolds. Um, I think that it was. 
I'd already had kind of really good impressions of what it was going to be like just because of the theme that they'd gone for. It was something a bit different than just your usual beard competition. It was a bit more, I guess, a bit more fun than kind of rigid. So I was kind of looking forward to seeing how that kind of event would take, would, would sort of turn out. Um, the, the only, the only pain for me as a brand was the distance from the car to get stuff to the venue, but you know, it was a bit of hard graft there and a bit of hard graft back, and and that was kind of it. And to be fair, I got a massive help on the way in um, with some hench hench bearded dude with a massive trolley. Um, and um, yeah, I think it was just even just walking into the venue, it was nice. You know, looked really nice, nice and light inside, and 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 then I didn't know what to expect, and then it all kicked off, and there were games and all sorts of wickedness. So yeah, it's really you were there obviously it. in in a room silk capacity. Um, and, mm -hmm. and selling your wares and you had all your swag set up in the room. Um, but also, that I, I see you. I see you. I, I got my eyes on what's happening at these comps. And I see you, you were working the room, man. There was every time I look around, there's Dan chatting to A. There's Dan chatting to B. There's Dan chatting to C, D, E, F, G. Dan is chatting to everybody. You, you got your chat on, didn't you, Dan? Yeah, to be honest, I probably could have done with having an assistant at the market at my actual <laughs> trade stand because I was never there. Um, so when everyone says, oh, how did you do financially? I was like, well, I didn't really stand at my stand. I was too busy talking to people. But but for me, that's I prefer that rather well, than, you know, and there were a few people that kind of go, oh, you know, let's have a look at some of your stuff. And then I take them back to the stand. But for me, attending these beard competitions isn't, you know, how much stuff I can sell to people at these events. It's about being there and just getting to know people and people getting to know me and just just on a personal level um, rather than come by my shit, please. And we will um, talk about building friendships and also falling out with people and, and, and losing decent friendships when we get to, to talk about the tug of war, which will be later. Um, but let's, <laughs> let's set the scene a little bit more. Let's First of all, let's have a massive shout out for, for Suze and Faith, who are the, the mother and daughter combo who put it all together um, with Suze's fella Grey. And they did loads of work in the build up to it. I asked them. A couple of years ago, actually, I said, look, I love the Oxford Beard Festival. Can I be part of it um, in, a, in a DBFC capacity? I just wanted to do a little bit of something. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something. Um, because the Oxford Beard Festival, being different from the other competitions, is that they have to, or they always choose to have some extracurricular categories. So there are the standard ones in there. So, you know, under six inch, over six inch, um, etc. cetera, um, freestyle and partial beards and that. So for those of you that don't know, you know, a proper beard competition on the British scale, on a world stage, we usually have anywhere from 20 to 25 categories of different beards to choose from um, and to compete with. However, a, a smaller event will tend to have four, five or six categories. That's how they seem to work. But the Oxford has the four, five or six standard ones. And then they added on because their theme this year was the, the world's strongest beard and moustache. They added on some extracurricular stuff. So there was Atlas Stone lifting with your beard. It was basically how strong is your beard? Atlas Stone lifting. They had a vehicle pull where your beard, you attached it to a vehicle and, and pulled it. We'll talk about that. Um, they also had a tug of war out there for, you know, a proper, a proper, a proper, let's not talk about tug of war. It's, it's a, we will talk about it, but it's a sore subject. Um, and they also had what else did they have? There's a story cool. of deception. There's a the story Atlas. of deceit. Ooh. 
They had the skill and balance. You didn't have any of this, um, but the moustaches. So hanging things on, on people's moustaches, whose moustache was the strongest. So that's what I love about it, that they have the theme. So people traditionally tend to turn up in a little bit of fancy dress. Um, and I had the absolute pleasure of helping with some of the organisation uh, earlier on. And then on the day, I had the pleasure of comparing. And I still don't know how you say it. Is it comparing or comparing or comparing? I don't know. No, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's compare. Compierre, because at the at the pre party, right? Um, so some people got there on the Friday. The party, the party, and the, the gig was on the Saturday. Some people got there on the Friday, and on the Friday at the venue, we'll talk about the venue as well because it's amazing. They had a wedding on, and people came out of the wedding and were walking back to the same hotel as uh, me and Smithy were staying at. And I said to them, "Oh, there's a, they said, oh, well, are you in the wedding?" I'm like, "No, we, there's a beard competition tomorrow. I'm I'm the compierre." And they were like, "You mean you're the compare?" And I'm like, "Yeah, the compierre." And they're like, "No, the compare." Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not comparing. I'll, I'll be comparing. I thought that it had a little wiggly bit on the e, which means you pronounce it French. Compare. Yeah, yeah. And all these people in the wedding party were assuring me it's comparing, but I don't know whether they just had a, a bit too much vino, and they were a little bit excited about the fact that we're going to be comparing beards. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, anyway. So I, I had um, gracefully been asked to be the compare, and I loved it. I really loved it. I was a little bit nervous at the beginning. Um, because I didn't know how it was going to pan out. The venue was the, the River Isis farmhouse. So it was right on the river, which did mean there wasn't a car park there, Dan, and you couldn't get your, your car right up to the front. But me and Smithy arrived on a boat, on a paddle boat, on a kayak and a canoe. I nearly, I nearly forgot about that. I nearly forgot about that. So we had mentioned it before in the last uh, charity fundraising. But basically, me and my good friend Jason Smith, we dressed up as strongmen. We put the fancy dress strongman attire on. Um, we got up very early in the morning on the Friday and we pumped up our kayak and we paddled with bold bold caps on and strongman outfits. We paddled um, the length, the length of the River Thames. It was it was actually 18 miles altogether um, to get to the venue. Um, and it was supposed, <coughs> it wasn't supposed to take us too long and it ended up taking us bloody nearly 12 hours to do it because we had some puncture trouble. Smithy's shoulders were playing them up a little bit because you know, he's not as young as he used to be. Um, and I was busy doing a lot of the social media. But anyway, we got there. And you know what? Our total actually fundraising, we're over £800 already that we've that we've raised now, even post event. So well done, Smithy, for all your paddling. And thanks to everybody that supported. Um, but I think that lends itself to the, the nature of a beard competition is that sometimes you get people turn up in a quirky fashion or a charitable fashion. Um, and the whole event that was on the Saturday was also for charity. So they've raised, I think they've raised 800 pounds as well, actually for Oxfordshire mm. mind um, and for the Lions Barber Collective. And they had guest speakers from each of those charities um, to tell people a little bit about the charity. So to sort of surmise it, it's a beard competition. The venue was brilliant it's a wedding venue basically they've got different sections mm. it's, it's, it's actually quite a small pub with massive extracurricular bits bolted on the side um that are quirky event type marquees or not not a conservatory is not the right word but extra room and extra areas for these things so the, the guys who run it um Noreen and Adrian, the, the, the landlord and landlady, phenomenal, lovely people, got amongst it as well, got some fancy dressing and got involved, um, but really, really let us just take over the, the, the section we had, and it was it was really, really, really top-notch, and I think there's something quirky about Oxford as well, there's a certain type of people and, and, and the locals and the, everything that Oxford has to offer as a city, I think it brings lots of different sorts of people to it, and it was a very different vibe, I thought, and a very different 
event from what you're used to. And I think that's why it stands out. I think that's why it was so good. And I haven't even talked about the burlesque stuff that happened at the end. Now, I feel like I've just spoke for about an hour there and I still haven't covered <laughs> everything. So if you've but never it was been a really to a really long event, I mean, it, it was, it went on to quite long. I mean, I had to shoot off, unfortunately, because my, my hotel was once again, Airbnb savagery about a few days before the event, my host had to cancel mm. it. So I just went, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to try and find alternative accommodation. I'm just going to go home. So I think I had to get off about 10 o'clock. Which oh. was about when all the nighttime entertainment kicked off. So I had to get all my stuff back to the car and then drive back to Cambridge. Uh, so I missed out on that. And I saw all the videos of of the the press ups and all that sort of stuff that looked really quite fun and all the debauchery stuff that was happening there with Ian was um, doing all sorts of sexual stuff uh, <laughs> with, with the press ups. So I missed all of that, which I was gutted. And obviously I wasn't drinking either. So I was kind of like, I was, uh, wasn't kind of in that kind of usual drunken Dan vibe but um but yeah the stuff that during the day was was still really really good um also i didn't say my beard wasn't in a good state to be able to take part in the atlas stones or the strong beard um but what did, did we did they work out the combined weight of what what fern actually pulled i think i think i worked out something like 35 maybe 38 stone in weight that he pulled but yeah so obviously i didn't take, take part in that um but the yeah the tug of war we will talk about the tug no. of war we not yet i need to build war. i need to build up to it dan because it's an emotional time for me there was a um, lot of, there was a lot of uh there was a lot of outrage in the build-up there was a lot of scandal even even the winners and deceit and deceit and scandal but i think the um yeah I mean, there's still like the competition part to talk about as well. But I mean, we, we've covered we've covered competitions quite a lot. I mean, in terms of competitions, the judging, you know, the the, the everyone lining up to then be judged. And what one thing that was that was different about this one actually that I that I've noticed that I hadn't seen at others was, um, and I felt really bad about judge. the judges. <laughs> well, I know I did get to judge, but it was also the fact that um, prior to that, they the judges feel your beard. Whereas yeah. most of them, they'll take a look at a distance and they'll judge you for the beard. But this oh, one, no. they kind of get, get all up in. and have a get in. have a feel of the beard. And I, and I literally five minutes before I got up, I was like, "Better chuck a load of beard oil in there." <laughs> <laughs> so they're all like, "Ooh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, silky smooth." And I'm and then I just see them like that. Oh, oh. cheers, mate. Because I was just I went all shiny in there, you know, before I got up there, and then, and then I saw everyone everyone getting their beards fondled, and I was just like, "Oh, this is going to go down well." You've done that wrong. Now, the um, oil is for the skin. We all know that. You should have put maybe a twinge of butter in and give it enough time to air dry out. You know what I mean? Oh, no. I was there trying to make sure it was all good. And and I wasn't really dressed for the occasion either. I was obviously I had my rune silk T-shirt on. I should have maybe made a bit of an effort dressing up. Um, You might you might gauge from from what I'm saying here is, a, no, I didn't place. Um, <laughs> Didn't even oh. get a, didn't get a trophy. Didn't get a medal. Um, you had, you had the accolade. You had the accolade and and um, the kudos of of judging. You were you were you were a judge for one of them, and and obviously you were there in a in a room sort of capacity as well. So you know, mm. still big big. Well, that judging, that was the most fearful, scary category ever. First because you were, ever ne- because you were late. Well, yeah, that that, and um, <laughs> but not only that, they were like they're like, oh Dan, can you can you judge the children's category? I'm like. 
they're just going to get 10. Sure, you can't score them <laughs> below a 10. Like, you know, they've put this effort in to make a bid, and uh, you've got to sit there and kind of be really judgmental and go, well, one of them's got to win, right? Um, so how do you how do you go about judging a kid's category without being a complete ass about it? So, you know, so I'm <laughs> having to sit there and have to like just just score one lower than the other, and I didn't want to cause any tears or anything. So the pressure was on. Sitting there sweating away, going, oh, God, can see their parents are watching me as I'm like scoring their yeah, that's, kid. Like that's the angle, Dan. What you need to be doing is not judging the kids, but judging the parents and and working out who's put the most effort into the kid's beard. Because well, that was it. I know, like... I know for a fact, Dan Silky Brown made the whole thing. I know for a fact. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. You know, I wanted to ask a question. I was like, "Did you actually make that, or uh, did uh, did your mum do that?" Um, my mum did it. You get five. <laughs> yes, minus five for parents helping making the beards. And then one of the questions was how how um, how lifelike was it? I mean, one kid had a tractor on his, and I was like, "Was not very lifelike, is it? You can't get a tractor in your beard." Three. <laughs> But was the tractor realistic though, Dan? Was it a lifelike tractor? That's where you. It was, well, it was what, a tractor toy. Maybe you need to go to a beard judging school. Maybe we, maybe we need to get you up to speed, Dan. I, I don't think. Maybe. In fact, let's no. We can't avoid the whole thing because the, the kids have already won. <laughs> They've yeah. already had the trophy was presented. It's too late. But it was. But that was. But that was quite nice. You know, it, it, it was quite a sweet category to to do. But I was. I was a bit worried, and I even I even joked actually because I was sat next to to Tony, and I was like, Tony, I was like, can I cheat? Can I just copy your answers, and then I don't feel so bad about what I put down? And then I've put these results down. He looks over at me and he goes, "That's a bit harsh." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" I had to score some differently, so there was actual winner. And then it turns out that we could have all just scored them all tens and they could have had joint firsts, but I didn't realise that that was a thing. Well, there you go. An insight into the world of judging. A big shout out to G Man and Celeste while we're here. They were they were two of the two of the winners on the day. Um Sprogs of not 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 together, but Sprogs of Joe DeBill and Dan Silky Brown. They they're not you know what I mean? Um, mm. And also a big shout out to, to Tony Kelly. Nice to see him there doing some judges. And also, Dan, you will forever be known now as the uh the dodgy judge, so we'll never, we'll never have you again, ever. Not for the kids category, anyway. Given a minus, just being realistic. As a tractor wasn't realistic. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the fact the tractor wasn't realistic. It was the fact that you'd never see tractors <laughs> in a beard. Well, you obviously don't hang around in the right places. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so yeah. And one, and one of the beads, one of the beads was a little bit out on the on the on one of them. And there's two reds next to each other. I'm like, come on, that was one that's did. laziness, laziness. That, that was the one Dan did. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, there was but there's so much going on, and there's a whole day of fun and frolics. Um, and of course, all the yeah, the judging the highlights for me were the, were the games. There was the the Atlas Stones, and and to put it in a picture, yeah. if, you, if you weren't there, they weren't real Atlas Stones, they looked like real Atlas Stones, um, but they weren't full weight. But it was a race, basically, a race to, to clip your beard onto an Atlas Stone, lift it up without your hands, and pop it on the top. Um, the vehicle pool was epic. Uh, you mentioned you, you name dropped already. So it was Richard Fernie Furnace uh, was a, a joint winner with John Connor. Um, and they actually pulled with their beards on a rope a penny farthing with a grown man on it who also had another grown man holding on to the penny farthing on a skateboard. And yeah. and, and of yeah. which he, he was 23 stone on his own. And faith for balance. Uh, and I don't yeah. mean... Faith for balance. I mean, Faithy, the lady, Faithy. So quite an epic. And I reckon they've got to get going. I reckon if we'd have got a car there, they'd have pulled it. 
They were strong. I think. Men. I think this is it's the getting started with the momentum, isn't it? I mean, yeah. once you've got it moving, is as long as you keep the momentum going, and obviously some of the devices, because obviously John's clip thing came off. It actually kind of came out, didn't it? And a few of them did. But um, I have that I think device it, here in my house. Ah, nice. But there was a slight slope I noticed because obviously it goes down oh. to the lawns. So realistically, all you had to do was just get enough momentum and carry it on, and then if you if don't let the slack off, the the slight slope. Was actually pulling it down. It was still awesome to watch. And mm. thirty-eight stone. Do you reckon? Probably must have been more than that. Maybe actually depends how much. How much Rus Russell weighs about four and a half stone wet through. I think. Yeah, but it's the penny farthing and the skateboard. And then obviously, if Faith was kind of like putting him back a little bit, you know, and the rope. And the rope. Speaking the rope of rope, Dan, rope. We've got ten minutes left. Shall we talk? Shall we talk about the deceit? Uh, shall we talk about the scandal? Yeah. <sighs> Should we talk about it? You, you started it. Red arm. You started it. Right. So it. let's let's paint the picture for people. I like to tell a you story with, a, with a, 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 a preamble, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, so what happened was there was it was set that although the other categories were beard related and you had to use your beard for strength, there was going to be the tug of war, which was nothing to do with beards, right? Nothing to do with beards. It literally the just a pure muscle of men and or women on a rope, six aside. It's important we say that six people either side on the rope. Yeah. Um, so they were six. splitting people up into teams. Now I I had arranged my team. I had I had my team. It was a, a demos birdie fun club team, and I've been doing all the work in the in in the weeks leading up to it. But some very very aggressive um, training had been been involved in putting this team together. And granted, on my team I had about twelve people, which meant I had six subs. Right. I wanted to pick the best on the day because on the day, people could have been drunk, people could have, you know, been in fancy dress or people could have had silly shoes on or there could have been a number of different reasons why you wouldn't have made it to the final, final team. So anyway, on the day, I had in my mind um, the six or eight people because I, I wasn't 100% sure who was going to be there either, of who was going to be on Team DBFC. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere... These other teams started, and I'm like, well, who else is going to be on a team? Who like the mob? They got a little team going on, and then all of a sudden, the bearded Viking was talking about having a team. And I'm like, hang on a minute, hang on, hang on a minute. I'd already squared Lewis away. Lewis from the bearded Viking was going to be my anchor. That was a big part, big part. I got Lewis at the back. I had Mike mm. at the front, Mike Harwood, and he's in the mob as well. You see, and I, and straight away, I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose players. I also, Dan, you were on my subs list, right? You're on my subs list. And I was that's like, it. That's what I mean. That's where it all went wrong. You put me. No. You said, you said, Dan, you could be captain, cheering everyone on. I'm like, hang on a minute. I was about I'm the to... one guy you want on the team, and you subbed me. You subbed yeah. me. You took the first dig. You I looked took at the your first crew, the, the first bunch. I looked at your shape. I was sober day. as well. I didn't drink. And I thought, hmm, is he, is he fired up for this? And then I was actually going around to decide who was going to be in my final six. And I spoke to you and you were very motivational, very inspiring, very interesting. And I'm like, yes, Dan can be my captain. That was the yeah. last thing I remember before I heard that you defected to another team. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't just want to stand on the sides. I wanted to pull the. No, pull you could have, you could have captain from the, from the, from the rope, mate. You'd have still been on the rope, captaining. Oh, we've had a no, because you only had six people. You had six people we've and me not written over down over on the side. Not written down the so, final ones. I had Lewis, Dan, Mike. That was it so far. I was definitely having John Connor and I was definitely having Charles Bronson. And I wanted to say I couldn't find Andy Darley. I had to run around for ages to find Andy Darley. And didn't he oh, ask that, 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 Andy Darley? That was probably one of the highlights of my uh, <laughs> 
day. Didn't he have a good game? <laughs> uh, I, I, honestly, it was probably one of the funniest things. I bless him, bless him. He's one of the nicest guys in the world. And I don't want to admit that I laughed at this, but I couldn't help it. But long story short, he did lose his footing and then your team just got pulled and he was just getting dragged along the floor as he was lying down on his side. And um, I, I, I did laugh a little bit. Um, as much as everybody, funny. including yourself, might have laughed a little bit at the hilarity of the situation, I was the only one that ran over to Andy to make sure he wasn't dying because I he, the, the rope was wrapped around him and he was just getting dragged along the floor by, might I say, the winning team on the other side, who, it turns out, here's the scandal. Had seven people. Technically, eight. Well, one of them was blow up. Yeah, but still, still, still. So they had but, more yeah. people, and that's why poor Andy Daly got pulled through the mud. So, yeah, because I, I found absolute that absolutely scandal. scandalous. Because scandalous. We, we were like, hang on a minute, why are they absolutely smashing us here? And then we realized they had seven people. Ah, you lost yes, to them it, too. Yeah, because that, that was the final, was us in the final against them. Don't, don't say us, Dan, because it wasn't us, was it? Who was, who was your team? Who was it? Oh, we smashed it. Well, bear in mind, I had I had winner winner of the 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 vehicle pool. We had Fernie in the back there. We had we had my, Lewis my mate, Richard Fern, Yeah, we we who, I pulled. Who? I be a thing is right. I had to pull a team together in like ten minutes. Like you had a whole. You had months to not put me on the sidelines. Anyway, <laughs> so I pulled this team together. Bearing in mind though, as well, like we didn't get any respite between games. The team who we who beat us had like oh, a good shame. solid 10 minutes to catch their breath and do some stretching. We just 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 beaten the mob and then it was like right you're up again and we were all dying. I nearly threw up because I'm so unfit. I'm like I'm like oh arms That's are burning. That's why you went on like, my yeah. team Dan. That's why you went on my team. And they're like, yeah, you're up again. You're up again. Like, what do you mean? And Damo's there going, yeah, part of the rules. Yeah, part of the rules. I'm like, yeah, all right. Damo's still bitter. So then we go up against this other team who've had a good 10 minutes. They've had a cup of tea, probably a cigarette, maybe a half hour, maybe two half hours to relax and chill and recuperate. We get on there and wonder why we're losing. And we look down there and they've got seven people. And we're like, all right, okay. The, the, the extra person they had might not have been massively strong. But it's extra weight. Like even if it's an extra fifty kilos, right? That's a lot of more weight to try and pull. So yeah, in my heart, give us another ten minutes. Take the extra person off. We would have battered them. I'm not name dropping. We would have right? battered them. But just, just, just to, to paint the picture so people can see what's happened. So Noreen, who's the landlady of the pub, she had donned um, Richard Fernie Furness's um, girlfriend. I don't know if it's girlfriend or wife. Um, Kim. She had this fancy dress outfit on that was phenomenal, mm. and it made her look like she was a mermaid being carried by a, a pirate. So it was mm. a, one of them blow up uh, fancy dresses, um, and it was really it was brilliant. But somehow Noreen, the landlady, had acquired this fancy dress off of <laughs> off of Kimmy. Um, she was then, drunk as well. She was had, hammered, and she had jumped on the on the on the on the tug of war. And then as much as you might think, well, you know, she you know, might not be that strong. I saw her in the bar later and she's strong as fuck. She must have been throwing them kegs and barrels around all day as a landlady because she to was be proper strong. She was proper strong. So big shout out. Thanks very much. Yeah, I mean, and to be honest, I'm, I'm gutted that I turned her down. I'm gutted that I turned her down because because I was still looking for a sixth member of the team. And oh. she was like, oh, she, she, was like, she was like, I'll be on your team. She was like, I'm a little bit drunk. And I was like, oh, maybe not then. <laughs> And now I'm like, oh, actually, maybe if we if I'd have known that she was going to be a bonus, like, yeah, crack on, mate. You come along and be my seventh person. Um, but no, it was still good fun. 
Um, definitely felt sick after the second round of doing that. Off the did back did of you get any one. of that 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 redness going on under here? Because old Russell Bristow for sure. I got it on my arm. He had some rope. He had some rope. Yeah, no, I got it on my arm. Uh, I think I caught my yeah, my nipple was a little bit sore, but I mean that was a, that was yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, got a little rope on the nipple, but no, it was good fun, and I had to walk away going, yeah, it was just for lols, Dan. Don't take it too seriously. <laughs> it was just at the end of the night when they all got given their medals, and there clearly wasn't enough medals for their team. Um, <laughs> that I was like, <laughs> that <is> scandalous, <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so um, just out of that. If you, so Susan, if you could actually go back and get the medals off of them because they cheated, send me one in the post. Mm. Um, I think um, while we're talking competitions, we, we've got a few a few moments. Let's mention it. You had a, you had a little bash at balance and stuff on your tash, didn't you, Dan? And it wasn't looking like this. If you if you hop over to YouTube now, you'll see Dan's tash. But what yeah, was it, it was long. It was what typical British British mustache. Well, uh, one wasn't really prepared for it. Two didn't have any I kind of put like a very light holding mustache wax on it so I was I was never intending to enter that game because I didn't have the tash preparation for it because mm. I I even said yeah I'm not gonna do that because look my I literally just touched it my mustache would, would go down because it wasn't I hadn't intended to do it but everyone had gone through the motions of doing it and Dan Silky Brown was on his own so he was competing against himself. So I just so I literally slid in and went can't let a brother down can't let a brother do it on his own and sat down and competed alongside him just as a bit of a laugh I think I got one on one I think I, I mean <laughs> I, I, I hundred percent seven I hundred percent won the most amount on the floor like there was about seventeen like I was like literally I was, I was like and at one point I thought most of those were actually on my tash and I looked down and was like and then the last one fell off as well just for good measure and I was like oh did well then. Um, but it, it was more just a brotherhood thing. It was just like, you know, uh, do you know what? Let's, I knew I wasn't going to get many on there, but I'll give it a go. You know, that way Dan's not sat down there on his own. It was a know. good bit of fun, wasn't it? And to be fair, Dan Silky Brown absolutely smashed it and he got like a million anyway. So, well Maybe done, Dan. A Dan, a Dan won in the end. That's the main thing, right? That's the main thing. Yeah. Um, we better ought to, to mention best in show was Beard and Spears. That was an absolute Beard central. John Connor's out of it. The... Um, the, 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 the amazing thing that um, I was actually talking to him and um, I said, oh, John, I've just just missed you, but your your song was just playing. And there was, um, I, th- I don't know if it was the band or if it was or, or not now at this point, but there was a song that was like, you'll be a woman soon. <laughs> and I was just literally just immediately thought of John Connor because obviously quite a lot of times he dresses up as a woman in his, in his, in his costumes. Um, and I love that. Really good. I need to get my tits out. For a trophy. <laughs> so again, we have to paint people in the picture because I don't know what we're talking about. There's a fabulous guy in the beard, in the beard scene, uh, John Carner, we call him, and uh, and he dressed up as Britney Spears. Um, and he he's a beautiful hand. I tell you what, he's strong as well. That that impromptu press up competition we had, which was very late on the Saturday night, um, he won that. He smashed it out of the park. He did. I think he did like 58 press ups in a minute. Um, and bear in mind, nice. that's after like two days Good. of boozing. Um, and and he and he went like this, and he and he like that, and I was like, Pfft. and he's he's got to be like fifty something, even more than that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's he is strong, and I tell you what, when he dresses up as Britney Spears, that is also a strong look. Um, but he's a wonderful chap, very well deserved. So he he won the vehicle pool, he won the best in show, um, and he won. Who must have won his category as well? Then did he beat Fern? 
in the vehicle pool. It was it was joint first. No no one could pull any more than that was that was all we had to no. pull. That was all of it. That was all of the weight, and they pulled it both. I thought his device came off, so I thought that's why Fern won. I'm sure his device came off. No, I'm sure it was a joint first. I remember seeing it on the floor. I'm sure. I'm sure. But more importantly, he definitely won three things. Oxford Oxford was absolutely outstanding, but we are drawing to a lengthy podcast, and we yep. have to have to drop in the fact that after long, long, hard effort and work Damo and I have officially released the beard male beard care box are you sure it's so the it... beard male beard care box and it's not the bear male box all right typo typo on the email <laughs> now, but still that's why you proofread stuff don't get excited go just hit the send button hit the send button um yeah so finally done it uh this the best male ever the best kind of male beard male um We've managed to find a couple of some lovely UK independent beard care brands. We've put them in a box. It's called Beard Mail. So you can get yours. It's available at www.beardmail.co.uk. It's £34.99, including postage as well. So you're getting about 50-odd quid's worth of stuff for £30 plus postage. Make sure you get it because there's only 50 boxes for the first box as well. There's only 43 left. So 43 left at Although, the time hang on, when this, we this, started. Doing this it. is going to go, this podcast will go out next Wednesday. They'll probably all be gone by then. They are flying off There'll the shelves. Loads, yeah. Flying off the shelves. There'll be loads gone. Loads gone. Um, also, a shout to any any independent UK beard brands as well. If you want to be featured in one of those boxes, we, we do plan to bring them out monthly if we can. But so. Any beard brands that want to feature in a box, please do email info at beardmail.co.uk. Let us know you're interested. We'll give you a shout. We'll stick you in the box. We'll put you in the post. Damn. We are officially the Beard Mail boys. We're doing all sorts of Beard Mail stuff, right? So we're going to the competitions. We're having fun. We're judging. We're compiering. We're having a stand there. We're meeting people. We're creating memories and moments and experiences and massively, we forgot to say, my mate Rob came along to the event, filmed the whole thing mm. as a documentary, um, which has potentially got um, the, the skills to become an actual um, TV series and a show. So um, big shout out to Flash Buzz, actually. But look, if you guys are listening to this podcast, this is the place to be. This is where it's all happening. We're making we're making waves um, in the beardy world, and it's all really good fun. Dan, I'm really pleased that we, we, we've got together. It's taken us months and months to get that box together, um, mm -hmm. and it's our first one to uh, to to test the water as such. But there's more things coming in the Dan. We've got it's it's there's always going to be stuff going on. We're here to entertain you. We're here to educate you. We're here to to get you on board. We want to hear about your stories about the Oxford Beard Festival in the comments. We want to hear about your plans for the next beard competition. We're going to be at, at Beard On soon as well. Um, and we want to hear about everything that is anything to do. If you're in the beardy world, if you're not in the beardy world and you want to get amongst it, come and see us and we'll introduce you to this mm. crazy place that we hang about and have fun in. Um, but absolutely, the Beard Mouth Box is all of the beard care that you're going to need, um, at least for this month. You might need some more for next month. So we're you doing do, Yeah, you definitely need some more for next month. But, um, but yeah, no, loads, loads planned. I mean, I don't even know if we've mentioned our plans to go to the Worlds next year on the podcast yet. <laughs> But we'll talk about that another another time. <laughs> um, we've got yeah loads of stuff happening. Um, what what we want to try and produce 
within the bearding community is to bring beard communities together, whether that be Home of the Beardos, whether that be Beardy Banter, Mob, everyone, bring them together, part of a community. But it's just, and the uh, Damon's Beardy Fun Club, which we're not supposed to talk about, I thought, but, you know, just... Um, so yeah, just watch your space because we, you know, we want to we want to do some cool stuff, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. And we've already done some cool stuff. We're we going to do more. more we're always cool doing stuff. cool stuff. No, we're always doing cool. Um, stuff. And obviously, we're going to invite you guys as well to be a part of some of this cool stuff that we're doing as well. So that's thank you for listening stuff. and watching. Go and follow us on TikTok as well because we're doing some stuff on TikTok uh, and Instagram and Facebook, and we're all over the shop. If you want live, also, we want to see your live unboxings. I'm doing live unboxings as regularly as I can in the Facebook group, but we want to see yours too. So get in that Facebook group and do your live unboxings. Um, if you buy or if you bought a Beard Mail box, um, shout about it. Get on the socials and take a picture of, can they say Can they say what they've got or is it a surprise? Is it a mystery? They can, right? They can say what's in the box. I guess once no, once the know. first box has gone out in the post, I think Someone's people can share that. They're going to know. Yeah, someone's going to slip it in there. But I mean, like maybe know. don't. Maybe, maybe if we say don't share the contents because it is a surprise know. box. Like, you know, we don't, we haven't said what's in the box. Um, so maybe it'd be good to keep it a bit exclusive and surprise. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I, you know, we have to see how that goes. But it'd be nice for the first box if people opened it and went, "Oh yeah." Rather than maybe, kind of maybe, like... maybe we should always have something in the box that is top secret that you're not allowed to tell people about because there is like there is in the box there is a particular thing that you're only going to ever get one of them if you buy that box and there's only yeah 43 of them left now so stuff like that is like pretty keep that top secret maybe but the other yeah stuff... yeah yeah so there's a couple of items in there that you won't get again mm-hmm. um so yeah Exciting times, isn't it, Dan? Exciting times. We always wrap it up because it's first exclusive. Minutes, and and exclusive. and and, uh, and, uh, and we need to we need to go. We need to go for show, Dan. It's been lovely catching up with you, chatting about the Oxford Beer Festival. Big shout out to Susan uh, and Faithy and Gray and everybody involved. Um, didn't even mention the bloody bands. They had the ISIS um, City Rockers and the Burlesque people. The Scarlet Vixens were there, and um, the loosest, oh, loosest screw, loosest screw, tightest screw. I can't remember the name of the band. That's how many beers we had. But anyway, we had, we had a lovely, lovely day. Hopefully, we do it all again next year. Um, I've got a feeling, Dan, that beard competitions are going to be mega next year. Um, so thanks for watching and uh, or listening. And we'll see you all soon. Get over to www.beardmail.co.uk to check out Dan's box. Uh, thanks for watching. Bye-bye for now. Just say bye, Dan. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening or watching the Beard Mail podcast. We have new episodes dropping at 07.30 a.m. every Wednesday in UK time. So we thank you very much for watching. Check us out on www.beardmail.co.uk for everything that's new and happening soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Hello, our extra special listeners that listen way past when we've finished doing the podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. We like you. Have you bought your Beard Mail box yet? Um, we didn't mention on the podcast, Dan, but can we say that I actually won the Atlas Stones and I'm very happy about that. Boom! Yeah, congratulations on the Atlas Stone winning. I didn't get win anything. Well, there's always next time. Dan, say something really quirky and cool and fun and, and cool just for the people that stay after the podcast is finished. Something really quirky and cool that I'm going to say just as the podcast finishes. Boom!